everyone, and welcome to another exciting and, of course, spicy episode of the Aesthetic Coaches Quarter. My name is George Scandalis, also known as The Skin Guy. If you want to catch me on Instagram, that's the underscore skin underscore guy. But it's not just about me on the Aesthetic Coaches Quarter, because there are five of us, and we are five of the best, I would like to say. Or at least that's how you've made us feel with all the beautiful messages and texts and everything else you've shared from our podcast over the last 23 episodes. This is episode 24, and it's a good one. With me, I've got the amazing coaches, Nick and Steph Taverdick. Hello, team. Hi. Hello. How are you? Happy to be here. This is the first time you guys aren't recording in the same room. What's going on here? (laughs) He's actually driving. driving back from camping. You were camping. Oh, wow. Very exciting. Okay, so you're in the car. So if we lose you, we know what's happening. Steph, you're at home waiting for him patiently. Yes. Oh, so patient because I'm such a patient person. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And with me, I've also got Lisa Krause, the bitchin' beautician. Hey, girl. Hey. What's going on? I'm just... (laughs) I am so excited. The amount of feedback and the wonderful messages just to, I'm so glad that you, you brought that up. It, it is, you know, people just know how to make you feel like a rock star. We, uh, the comments and the love, we just, yeah, it's been incredible. So I'm, I'm ecstatic to be here. You are, you are absolutely beaming with joy and glowing. I wish people could see what you look like yeah. right now. She's so cute. She's got, she's got her kiss t-shirt on. I think that's what it is. A kiss t-shirt. Oh, no, icy daisy. Wow. A little lumberjack over jacket on top and, and her hair's part in the middle. Red lipstick always, always red lipstick and her, her sexy librarian glasses. She's booming today. I love it. I love it. Well, let's not forget who else we got here. My main man, my main squeeze, Nathan Strom from the Revenue Doctors. What's going on, mate? I just hope my wife is listening to this episode, George, because Steph Tverdick is absolutely loves her husband. When I go away for a weekend away without the kids, my wife, the last person she wants to see is me coming in the door. But <laughs> Steph Steph Tverdick is so excited to have Nick coming home, and my wife needs to hear that. I need a bit more love at home, I think. Listen, you don't know that, Nathan. You don't know that. I think your wife is excited to see you come home to take over a kid. Wow, that's about it, yeah. Yeah. Right? So you don't know. Steph might be in the same boat. She's keeping it nice and professional. We're only 23 episodes (laughs) in. Steph might come out later on. But I have to agree with you, George. The bitching beautician is glowing tonight. She is absolutely glowing. She is. She is. Well, I wonder she if she's, uh, she's done something different. Done, done something different with her skin. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. Well, let's get right into today's episode. Who's moderating, team? I'm going to moderate. Maybe that's why I'm glowing. I'm so excited to moderate. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Take it away, Lisa. It's all yours. So today, tonight, we are going to do keeping staff motivated. This was a request, a listener request, and we love the listener request. So please keep them coming. We will try and fulfill these. We do have a long list of them, but this is what we're going to do for this episode. So keeping staff motivated. I'm going to jump over to Nick just to get things kicked off so that he, he can still be with us. So Nick, tell us about keeping staff motivated. What are your tips and pearls? Did we lose it? Oh, no. Oh, no. 
Oh no. We're gonna have to come back tonight. Yeah. Why don't we have somebody else go and maybe he'll come back? Cable Steph, do you wanna do you wanna take over and then if Nick can jump back in? I mean, sure. So I feel like when somebody comes to work for your business, one of the things that we actually coach on to is what is your why? Like, why are you doing what you're doing? Why are you successful? And I feel like something, at least in our business, that our employees really appreciate is we're here to help people. We're here to make people's lives better. And they are really excited to be part of that process and to be able to make an impact in somebody's lives, whether it's looking better, whether it's feeling better. Um, you know, I kind of tell our staff like, Hey, listen, there's enough going on in the world today. Like when people come in, they don't want to, they don't want to hear any of that. They don't want to feel any of that. This needs to be like, kind of like a sanctuary space where they come in, they feel relieved, they feel rejuvenated, they feel good. They're here for, you know, whatever it is to make them look better and feel better. Um, so that's kind of more on like the emotional, you know, psychological piece, but also something that we've implemented in our business is incentivizing them. So incentivizing them to either upsell or recommend products or services or treatments. Um, and so that they've really, you know, gotten pumped about is being able to earn some extra commission here and there to really boost their paycheck. So it's kind of multifaceted. Yeah. I I second that. Can you guys hear me now? Yeah, we can. That's excellent. Excellent. Good. So I, I agree with everything that she says. Obviously, she's extremely smart and beautiful for those that can see her. Um, but I, I, I also want to say it's it's more than just the incentive, incentivizing the employees. I, I want to go even deeper into the whole why piece of it is people don't buy your services or buy your products for what they are. They buy it because of why you do it. And for anybody that's listening that has not uh, dove into any Simon Sinek, I highly recommend it. And I know that uh, George is a big fan as well. Um, But really making sure that all of your employees are on the same page with why your business is doing what it is. Because it's all different, right? No matter what what person in this space, you need to make sure that all of your employees are on that same page. And they're saying the same words, so when you're diving into this whole space and you're trying to motivate these these employees, you have to make sure that they're all on the same page and it's hard to do. So I, I agree with everything that Steph says, which happens almost all the time. I'm about to go into the longest tunnel in North America in a couple of seconds. So <laughs> hopefully that was good. Um, that I'm was excited great. to hear. That was great. Thank you. I'll be right back. You bet. You bet. Love it. Okay. How about George? Well, I'm, I'm, you know, there's a, there's a whole bunch of different parts to this question that I feel need to be kind of looked at. So when we talk about motivating staff, are we just talking about staff that, you know, have lost their sparkle, have lost their spark at work, you know, don't feel like coming in? Or are we talking about how we're treating our staff? Because there's, I think the first way we got to look at motivating staff is truly how we treat them and how we treat our partnerships with them. And I love that Nick brought up Simon Sinek. I'm a huge, huge fan. I don't even know if I'm saying the guy's name right, but I always go back to this quote and I, and I remind myself of this quote from him so many times when I'm doing business 
and I'm treating and dealing with people or treating people's skin. And he says 100% of customers are people and 100% of employees are people. And if you don't understand people, you don't understand business. We have to, have to, have to keep our sense of humanity. I don't care if you're an owner or a boss. And yes, sometimes when you're at the top of the food chain, you know, I was, um, I was doing a mentorship program for um, a North American uh, Students Association over the weekend. I was hired to be a mentor. And I heard this great speaker that basically said, the reason people always say it's lonely at the top is because the people at the top really don't have anyone to talk to. And mm-hmm. I understand that, but we have to start making that shift of understanding that, yes, a boss or an owner or a manager can indeed make the difficult decisions. But in every decision we make, we have to have a sense of humanity, compassion, and understanding. And if you really want to start motivating your staff, look at first at how you're treating them. And then that will also fold into money, commission, bonuses, RSPs, Mm -hmm. benefits, hours, um, being understanding to people having young children at home. I cannot tell you how many times I've been in interview situations where, and I hate to admit this, but it's true, where I've seen people be like, oh, this person is freshly married or they just got married a year ago, which means that probably in the next two to three years, they might be planning to have a family. And I don't know how that looks for my business. Well, how it looks for your business is that you're really not thinking long-term because Everybody at some point is having a family. And and I'm going a little bit off topic here, but these are the kind of examples that we have to look at at how to first motivate our staff. Be absolutely amazing to them. Be inspiring to them. It starts with you. If you come into work with an attitude that you don't want to be there, well, guess what? No one's going to be motivated. No one's going to want to feel like being there. But when you come into work every day, you know, saying you're going to be a rock star or like Nathan says, you're going to be a legend today with everything you do. You are actually getting people excited. And at the end of the day, what I really wanted to, to, to get to this is that people want to ensure that they are doing something well. There is nothing more important. We, we work on a simple system of reward, and that is everything that psychologically right down to our, our neurons in a brain addiction is even about. We want to be rewarded. We want to know that we're doing good. And if someone can do better, you can teach them and that will make them feel so empowered at everything they do. That is the first step to motivation. And of course, the second one always is going to be money. Mm -hmm. I agree. Money Money makes people stay long. Money makes people do well. And if you're making money, they should be making money. And that's a really great motivation to get out of bed. 100%. (laughs) I did love I it. A little bit. Did I go on a tangent? Am yeah, I, I love it. I love that. You've taken, you've taken way over your time. Oh, whatever. You're just jealous. <laughs> I mentioned you. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's swing it over to Nate. What are your thoughts? Well, see, everyone's everyone's talked about culture, which is is really, really important. And I love how people went over the whole culture side of things and knowing your knowing your staff is why. I think that's really, really important. But I also think we need to look at things from the other side of the fence. And we have to understand that when you own a business, it's it becomes your baby, right? It becomes a child of yours. But for your staff, it's not their baby. It's not their child. And you have to see it from their point of view. And I like to use an example of the government of Canada with this one because 
I work, I live in Ottawa and it's a, it's a government town and there's a lot of government employees. My wife is a federal government employee and all her friends are. And in the government of Canada, if you're good at your job, they throw you more work and they don't reward you for it. So what they've done is they've created a culture of people who are smarter than the system and they turn up to work just to get by and just to do enough. So they are not given more work basically. And it creates a culture of mediocre performances. And I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And we have to be careful. We don't create that in our, in our clinic environment as well. What we ha- and what we have to understand is when it comes to motivation, we have to be creative with it because, yes, money is really, really important, but there's so many other things. I've just written down a few things. There's things like commission we can pay staff. We can pay for certain educational events or send staff to educational events. We can, uh, we can motivate staff by uh, giving them product, rewarding them with product for, for hard work, rewarding them with extra services, um, recognition is a huge one and empowering our staff in regards to motivating, um, promoting our staff, giving them new titles and giving them new responsibilities, but paying them for that responsibility as well. Um, we have things like RSPs and benefits, staff events um, that we can do, dinners, holidays, sending people on holidays, allowing them to win awards in clinic in regards to uh, motivation. But the other thing is we can be really creative and we can look to family um, I remember when my father uh, worked back in the day when I was a young kid, my father's company used to buy me my soccer boots because they knew that soccer was really important to my family and that would mean a lot to my dad. I also worked in a company uh, previous to coming into this industry that would pay for my cleaning wow. every two weeks and my wife really loved that. So there's lots of different ways we can different things we can use to keep people motivated. But I think it's really important that we need to look at it from their side of the the fence and understand that our business is not necessarily their baby, which means we need to think about how we motivate people a lot better and more creatively in this industry. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in a little bit because it's really hard because Steph and I have put our blood, sweat and tears into Aria and Lohai. And it's impossible, absolutely impossible for your employees to understand what makes this continue to tick. So uh, what Nathan just said is absolutely wonderful. But something that to expand upon what George was saying is, and this goes back into some of our uh, past episodes, which by the way, if you've not listened to all of our episodes, (laughs) please jump back into wherever your favorite podcasts are and uh, catch up. But really diving into giving clear-cut expectations of what the employee's job is doing. Because a lot of times, and we've, we've faltered on this a bit in the past, and we're always trying to get better, right? We're on this podcast. Yes, we're business coaches. Yes, we've helped a lot of different companies make much more money. But at the same time, we're not always perfect. We still are making the mistakes and teaching you so that you don't have to make the same mistakes. And one of the things that we did in the beginning was we weren't always super clear and held people accountable, but then always telling them you're doing a good job because we're, we don't like to micromanage um, at all across the board. And in the past, we're like, well, if, if we're not saying anything, um, then they know that they're, they're doing okay. We're just going to say something if it's bad. This was a long time ago, gotten better. But making sure that they understand 
what they're supposed to be doing and then giving them praise when they're actually doing it, it makes such a better cohesive experience. So checking in and giving them clear cut expectations so that they can feel good about their job. And and just on what Nick's saying, what an industry we, we work in to motivate people as well. Like my dad used to sell paper. How boring is that? Like, right, exactly. like it's, it's hard to motivate someone by giving them another package of A4 paper to take home for their printer at home. <laughs> right. Like we work in an industry where we're doing some of the, most amazing things in healthcare when it comes to technology and advancements. And it's so easy to motivate people by rewarding them with what we do every day. Yep. We're so lucky. Um, paper is expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but it's not going to get you out of bed in the morning, is it really? Oh, I got a, I got another 100 sheets of A4 paper from my boss. I can't wait to go to work today. You know, like it's I, – I just think we, we need to be more creative about it. And one thing for business owners you have to understand is this industry is so small, and if you're not creating a great culture for your staff, the news will get out – and people won't want to work in your clinic and you're going to have to overpay to get staff in the door because people are going to know that your culture is poisonous and they're going to avoid it like the plague. So by motivating your staff, it also sends a message to the rest of the industry that your clinic is the number one place in your area to work in as well because the news travels fast and everyone knows it. Everyone knows it inside the industry. So I think that's it's also it's motivating well is also an investment in your business. I love how he says I take up so much time. Like blah blah blah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Poor poor Stephanie got like a total of 10 seconds. Well, at least I'm giving advice, George. You just blabbered. <laughs> Whoa. All right. All right. This I think our episode has gone rogue. I, I think we're gonna get a lot of messages telling me how mean Nathan is to me. And I yeah. them on my Instagram at the underscore skin underscore guy. Please send me all the messages you want, and I will share them with Nathan to let him know how mean he is. How mean he is. Um, I'm just gonna take two secs here just to kind of go over. Um, I love that. Both points of view from either side of the fence with employer, employees, so much great. Uh, gold here and pearls from from everybody. When I look at keeping staff motivated, um, I look at the hiring process. You want to hire people that are self-motivated because being in a management position in my past, historically, trying to motivate people, we're not in the business of dragging dead bodies. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. That's not, I'm not interested in constantly having to lay a fire under somebody's ass. And so when it comes to hiring, I think really looking for those people that are self-starters because there's a difference between motivation and passion. I think we're all guilty of needing motivation here and there. And motivation to me is very entry level. It is it is like a swift kick in the ass. And I've needed one many times in the years I've I've been doing this. And so motivation for sure. Then there's passion. Passion is where you kick your own ass and you're ready for more. And that's why you're listening to our podcast or going to different conferences or doing different things like that. And so I think that when you hire, you need to make sure that this industry is in whoever you're hiring, whatever role in their veins, and they're really excited and they're a self-starter and a self-motivator. Um, 
And I agree with everything that's been said about new products, new services, advanced techniques. And I also think building that clinic culture outside the clinic and really getting to know the people that you're working for. And so that might look like team building events where you are not doing anything to do with the clinic. You're actually getting to know the folks that work for you and a little bit of their background and a little bit of their home life and a little bit of what they love to do. And so I think it's really taking that time um, to look into who's working for you, who who's working with you. Uh, and that brings motivation. And then when, when you look at somebody who constantly needs motivation, I think that's where we need to, you know, episode two was one of my favorites. I keep posting about it on social media. It was giving the boot because I really, <laughs> here's my, You're oh, Lisa. this You're is why my skin is glowing. I can't wait yeah. to tell people they need to get the boot, but I feel like it's, you need to kind of look at how much motivation is needed. If it's constantly a battle, it's time to reassess your team and sometimes, you know, make changes within that team because somebody who constantly needs motivation is going to bring the rest of the team down and you're going to find yourself having to be a cheerleader 24 seven and you already wear many hats in this industry. So, or in this, in your role of being either an owner manager. So I, I love what everybody has said. This is such a good episode for keeping people motivated. I know I know for me, these podcasts and getting to see you guys every week, that keeps me motivated. So I'm going to give you some big love, big love. Yes. Um, George, you're on mute. What? Who muted me? What? <laughs> that wasn't me. What? What is going on with our technical difficulties? Oh, if, wow. if we were all Greek right now, we'd say somebody gave us the evil eye. This is this is crazy. <laughs> all right, it's been an amazing episode. You know, it's it's hard to stay motivated, but I love what you said there, Lisa. Like, you know, we we can only do so much to keep people motivated. But if you really feel you've done everything right and people aren't motivated, then yeah, go back to episode two and uh, bring out those boots. And um, in that note, I think it's time to say uh, farewell to everybody. We've had an amazing episode on motivating staff. You know where to follow us. And if you don't, listen up. You're going to follow me at the underscore skin underscore guy. You're going to follow Nathan Strom at Nathan Strom. And, of course, you're going to follow us combined at the Revenue Doctors. You'll get my girl, Lisa, the best moderator in town, from Edmonton at least, at the bitchin' beautician, Lisa Crowd, <laughs> And, of course... The amazing Tverdick at Nick Tverdick and at Steph Tverdick. I think it's time you guys just opened a single Instagram called yes. the Tverdicks or the power couple from the USA totally. or the second best coaches on the aesthetic you, Nathan, I love you. George? Yes. <laughs> It's, wow. is, it pick on, is it pick on George episode 24? Is, well, that's okay. That's all right. You guys can pick on me. I know where I stand in your hearts, and that's all that matters. <laughs> Do you guys know that our next episode is our quarter episode? I We've got to do something special for a quarter episode. So I think that our quarter episode should be a user-submitted episode. How do you guys feel about that? Yeah, that's Love good. It. For sure. All right. Well, Lisa, I know that you keep track on all this. So uh, by the time we meet next time, let's get that episode ready to go. And um, thank you, everyone, for listening to the Aesthetic Coaches Quarter. There are big things in the work for the Aesthetic Coaches Quarter and you, and we can't wait to share them. But the best way to find out is to stay tuned weekly on each podcast.